0: Hello and welcome to Trigonometry. I'm Francis Foster. I'm Constantine Kitten. And this is a show for you if you're bored with people arguing on the internet over subjects they know nothing about. In Trigonometry, we don't pretend to be the experts, we ask the experts.
1: Our guest this week is a brilliant comedian and a good friend of ours. Alistair Williams, welcome to Trigonometry. Oh, You're man. laughing being described as an oh, yeah, expert. Yeah, I'm not being described
2: as an expert. I'm like, this is going to be bad. Okay, <laughs> uh,
1: I but I think, in, in terms of comedy, you certainly have some interesting experiences to, to talk about. Uh, yeah. So that's what we'll get into. Okay. Uh, but before we do that, for anyone who doesn't know who you are, just tell everybody who are you, how are you, where you are, and what's been your journey through life so far? Okay, just a nice
2: softball. <laughs> um, who am I? I'm Alistair Williams. I'm a stand up comedian. And um, how am I where I am today? Um, I just went out there to say what was funny, I guess. And now I'm in all sorts of bother, it would have (laughs) been.
1: Well, I I think the thing that most people will know you for is the fact that you made a really good video, a routine about Brexit. Um, Right. And that, I think, became, it went viral, and people, a lot of people have watched that. Uh, And since then, your career has taken an interesting turn, which we'll get into. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, But what I really like about that video is I thought, first of all, most people who watched it wouldn't know this, but you recorded it in central London at a very liberal comedy club where I would estimate having played all of us, all three of us have played it many, many times. um, You know, 95% of the audience there are Remainers, I would imagine. And you got an applause break and lots and lots of laughter for what is just a really good comedy bit. Right. Well, what people don't know
2: is one minute before that I was doing Remain jokes. One minute before that Mm. I was doing second referendum jokes and the audience went with me on that. Yeah. And then it was just, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to flip it and I'm going to do the other side. Mm. And they went with me on that as well. But that is the big problem. It's the fact that I went against the grain and did something on the other, that I dared to do it. And it, doesn't, it hasn't made any difference that it was funny. It doesn't make any difference that it was popular. It's just like, that's not what comedians say. I've had people call me and they, they want to talk to me for an hour over. Do you realise what you've done? It's <laughs> 400 word texts. <laughs> <laughs> I said, do you realise? I'm like...
1: It's just, it just blew me away, to be honest. Well, the response. Well, before we get into that, Sorry. let me let me ask. No, 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 it's great. Let me ask you this in terms of the mm-hmm. the political stuff because I've we've known you for a long time. Mm. Uh, I remember when I started on comedy, you'd already <laughs> you'd already been going for for quite yeah. a while. I remember watching you kind of when I was doing my first gig, going Oh, this guy's a really good comedian, but you never used to talk about politics in any way. You were ne- you were never political on stage. Yeah. Uh, what was it that made you think? Well, I actually want to talk about this stuff. Is that something that you suppressed before because you knew what the punishment would be? Or no, I just I figured out what
2: was going on. Mm. I was like, this lady isn't trying to get us out of the European Union. She's pretending that she is, but she's not. And it was too funny. What was going on was too funny. I couldn't not touch it. It was. Like I was so sure that I was like, she's not trying to leave the European Union. She's just doing the worst deal ever for like two years. I'm like, she's not trying. And then the idea of Something simple like being in a Burger King and trying to get out and your friend. The, it, the idea came to me. And I was just like, "It was just, I, in my head, it was funny. And I was just like, oh, no, I'm, I'm doing that. And actually, when I got to Top Secret, Nico, who's the, uh, the guy who runs the show at Top Secret on a Sunday and a Tuesday, he was like, mate, everyone's bored of Brexit. He was like, don't mention any Brexit stuff. He was like, everyone's bored of it. And I was like, yeah, but that's the point. It's like everyone is, everyone is sort of bored of it. But they're bored because they're just being told the same thing. They're being told this was happening, this was happening, and they secretly know that it's not. It's like the Dave Chappelle with the, J- the Jussie Smollett thing. Everyone knows. <laughs> Everyone got a laugh and just like, oh, he said what we all think. Like, yeah. There's there's a laugh to be had just from yeah. going against the grain, even if it's you know only factual. People are just like, oh my god,
0: he said that. Absolutely. I remember the the night before you did it, the night you did it. We went for a coffee, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we went for a coffee. Yeah, you'll claim
2: the assist on this one, definitely. Yeah.
0: I remember. Yeah. Oh, well, that's my career <laughs> on as well. <laughs> oh, sorry,
2: sorry.
1: Sorry, Hillary Clinton. Don't kill Francis as well. Uh, was this before or after the, the gig? It was before. Oh, before. before. Yeah. Oh, so you're claiming credit. No, yeah. I'm
0: not claiming credit. I'm claiming we We started two.
2: writing together. We started yeah. going. We started <laughs> deciding to come up with ideas <sighs> together. And the next day, mm. I came up with my favourite bit of comedy I've ever done. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. I would say that's got lots to
0: do with it. Yeah, and then you went and did it. And then hmm. uh, I just thought it was a great bit. I didn't even see it, I'll be honest with you. No. I didn't even see it as being a pro-Brexit bit. No. It's not. I it's saw not. it being it's as not. a bit of pure observational <laughs> comedy. This is where we are. This is a ridiculousness of yeah. the situation. And you got that is the role of a comedian, to observe and present in a comedic way that we all laugh and go, that's true.
2: Honestly, I think I got in trouble because it's true. Hmm. I yeah. think I got in trouble because it's true. I think I got in trouble because Theresa May wasn't really trying to do a good job to get us out of the European Union. I mean, she'd come up with a deal that was worse than, the, than than remaining, and I don't think I don't think and it took her two years to do that. I don't understand how she was trying. You know,
1: you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. What I was asking yeah. you before though, but I'm curious about Sorry. this because you were not very, uh, in my experience, yeah. having known you for a while, you were not ever political, right? And if I chatted yeah. to you after, be, between gigs or whatever, sure. we, we just used to talk comedy and play like, life and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But it seems to me now, particularly your YouTube channel, is you've, you've become a political Absolutely. commentator. Uh, and why is that? Well, I realize that they gonna, they're going to smash me. Mm. They're
2: going to smash everything I've worked
1: for. They're going to
2: stop me doing comedy. because because I want to say what I think is really going on. And once you realise that, just everything else doesn't seem so important. It seems like society's going off a cliff. You know, we're all in a little rowing boat and we're going off the edge of a waterfall and I can see the edge and now I'm just paddling backwards. And everyone's like, why are you doing that? It's like, you maybe don't see the edge. It's like, if we really do live in in a country where you can't just go up there and have a laugh and say what you think without being utterly smashed, utterly smashed, that's, that's just not fair. Do you know what I mean? And I want to do something about it.
0: And so how have you been smashed? Just give us a couple of examples.
2: Well, I can't make a living through live comedy anymore. I just there's, Not enough comedy clubs will get back to my emails. Not enough people will book me. It's impossible for me to make a living out of live comedy anymore. And that's what I wanted to do. Mm. I wanted to be a live comedian. Now I'm making YouTube videos in my bedroom, which is fine, and I'm enjoying doing it. But that's not what I set out to be. Like you said, I wanted to be a comedian on the stage. But I figured out, like, oh, they're not gonna let you do that. They're not gonna let you do that. You're not gonna they're not gonna let you do another one of those Brexit Burger Kings.
0: And so and so has it been a lot of clubs? Is it been them saying to you, Oh, we can't book you because I, or just, is...
2: I just can't make a living out of live comedy anymore. And um you know, I know that my level is at where I should be able to.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know I think whatever people think about your views. As someone who's seen your career Develop and seen your Edinburgh shows and stuff. There is no way that someone of your calibre in comedy shouldn't be able to make a living from Excellent. comedy. That's definitely true. Yeah. Uh, but you, how much do you think? Like, I I actually met somebody. We were both mm. in Edinburgh yeah. for the festival. I met somebody who said to me, "Yeah, I can't book Alistair anymore." Yes. Uh, and I was like, "Why not?" And is it the Brexit thing? And and they went, "No, it's not the Brexit thing." But I watched some of his videos mm. and uh, his thing about pride, I thought was. They said I thought was homophobic. Right. therefore I'm not. I don't feel comfortable. Did they mention specifically what I said that no, was homophobic? I'd, no.
2: lo- I'd love to hear that.
1: Yeah. Mm. I've seen the same video. I didn't think it was homophobic. Because I myself. always get
2: this. I get people say, oh, Alistair, people does not like you. I say, well, what did I say? Mm. And they go, oh, da 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 yeah. But I'm like, well, no, 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 that's the really important thing here. If someone's got a problem with something I said, mm. I'm desperate to have a conversation with someone about something I said, mm. but, and I never have one because I didn't say anything wrong. All the people after the Brexit thing, they were like, Alistair, you've gone nuts. I'm like, what did I say? Go, no, 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 listen, you've gone crazy. It's like, well, I need to know specifically what I said because I think I haven't said anything wrong. And until someone comes to me and says, no, you said this wrong, then I can't have that conversation because I don't feel like I've said anything wrong. And like <clears throat> the interesting thing about the pride thing, it's like we live in a country now where you've got, I watched a video the other day of um, a lady in a hijab yelling at some gay people saying you should be ashamed of yourself. It's like, hey, all you lefties, you got to pick a side now, okay? You can't have both of them. You can't be on both of those sides. It's impossible. So <clears throat> whichever side you pick in that, in the new society we live in, you've got a choice now, lefties. You can be Islamophobic or you can be homophobic. You go pick. And if someone says, well, I was just homophobic, well, maybe I, I must have picked the homophobic in your eyes. But we live in a society now where you've got to pick. You've got to pick.
1: Uh, Personally, I think we should just go for both. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's the Russian (laughs) approach, That's that's, that's
1: the Russian approach, mate.
2: Um, But no, but just on that, if you want to talk about that, if you want to talk about what's happening in Birmingham and the Mm, schools and mm, the protests, mm. you're going to take some risks there. You're walking on a tightrope if you're going to talk about those two issues. That's like a clash of the titans. Someone's got to win, someone's got to lose. So if you're going to talk about it, it's almost just like if you want to talk about the issues that are really going on, you have to risk people calling you a racist, sexist, homophobe, on the positive side, they say that about everyone that they don't like. Well,
1: I'm a Nazi, right? There you know. go. Yeah. Okay. Jewish Nazi. best Jewish time. Right.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, he's Deep racist, undercover. but
0: he's also great with the book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, so you you were talking about that. Did you know that this that you were going to get this backlash from the the that Brexit joke? I
2: didn't know, but I, to be honest, I did put some text in the. You know, those little words yeah. that I put yeah. down, but well, I deserved some sort of backlash for that, okay? So I'm not an idiot. I've realized that um, by calling out, like, I think I put in there something like, this this guy will never work again. Oh, <laughs> right, <well>, guess what? <laughs> guess what? I don't know what am I, like a, uh, you know, a clairvoyant? How did I know that? I knew that. I knew by doing that, oh, this is it now. But um, there's, it's like a choice. You can either say what you really want to say and then you'll never have access to all these things. Or you can have access to all those things, and you can say what they you probably, they, they agree you can say. There's a, there's a choice. And for, if you want to be a real comic, there's no choice there. Mm. You've got to go that way. Like Dave Chappelle. Everyone's yep. like, oh, it's so great that Dave Chappelle's like, they're trying to cancel Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Mm. What do you think they're doing to me? Mm. They're trying to cancel Dave Chappelle. You think they're like, oh, no, leave Alistair Williams alone.
0: Do you... <laughs> And I remember the, the because you, you did that, uh, you did that set, mm. and it was great, and, you know, it was very yeah. interesting, the people who didn't retweet it.
2: Right. Yeah. Which is everyone. Yeah. More or less.
1: Yeah. Um, See, I get offended every time you say that, yeah, now, right yeah. I
2: was fucking retweeting. Yeah, I, re- you, I retweeted but, it as well. But you guys are real comedians. Yeah. You're still becoming comedians, you're still out there working. I'm yeah. talking about, you know, the people that have already made it, and they've got this huge following. Yeah. And it's sort of their responsibility to help young comedians. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm being murdered for being a comedian. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a lefty. Awesome. Cool.
0: (laughs) And then you went and spoke at the Brexit party rally. Do you know why? Tell us. I
2: thought to myself, I'm going to write a bit of comedy about Brexit. I'm going to tell people what's really going on. And I'm going to wait and see who calls me. Maybe Comedy Central will call me. Maybe Channel 4. Maybe BBC. The only people that called me was uh, the Brexit party. They said, come and do your comedy for our people. I said, sure. Of course. I'm a comedian, I want gig. And also I believe in their um I believe in the Brexit Party. I think it would be great for us to leave the European Union. There, I said it, strike me down, right? Mm. And it's like you've got a choice. If you wanna believe in if you wanna fight for Brexit, you can join UKIP or you can join the Brexit party, mm. realistically. Right, well guess what they're gonna say? If you go and Brexit they're gonna say you're Nigel Farage. If you go UKIP, they're gonna to say Tommy Robinson. So again, you've got a choice. Everything. If <laughs> you've got a choice, mm. you want a sport fight. You can be Nigel Farage, Tommy Robinson, and in every time they talk about you, they'll go, "Well, say you were standing next to Nigel Farage." I'll be honest. I, I didn't see it. Nigel Farage seemed like a nice man when I met him. I mean, I'm used to people telling everyone how terrible I am before they meet me. So now, when someone says, "Oh, that person's terrible," I go, "I'm going to wait until I meet him because I'm sure everyone's telling everyone else how terrible I am." And I didn't. I found nothing wrong
1: with Nigel Farage. It's so funny that you say that because when my thing happened with Soas yeah. that contract oh yeah that was the number one takeaway for me from that whole experience is was to, that? which was to go never ever ever believe what people say about somebody mm. in the newspapers just from my own experience and it's not just it's not just bad stuff it's also good stuff people right. you, once you become in any way a public figure your reputation becomes a thing of its own. It's not actually who right. you are. It's just this conglomeration of ideas about who you are that other people have imposed on you. Right. Um, I can understand. I mean, when you say it like that, it makes perfect sense. I'm guessing if the Labour Party had invited you to do a gig there, you probably would have done it as well. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure because because there I know we what go. the hypocrisy has been exposed.
2: What, <laughs> I know what it's like now when you go and do. And if I was a bit naive when I said yes to the Brexit, I know what it's like. What they have you do is, do you perform your set mm. and then you sit down on the on the stage, mm. and then when everyone else gets up to speak, they'll stand right next to you and they'll take photos of you <laughs> clapping. And it's like when you agree to go up there, I didn't realize this before I did it. You're agreeing. To all the politics that's on stage, so you have to be a bit more careful now. I mean, mm-hmm. I've recently been asked to—I've been asked to do another one—and I actually was a bit was more sensible about it. I said, like, no, no, I don't want to just dive into and be a speaker at your conference. So I said, well, how about I come and meet you guys and find out what you stand for, and then maybe I'll be a speaker at your conference. I think that's a smart thing to do if mm-hmm. you're if you're going to do a political event. You need to be sure that you're in line with everything the political party stands for. But I was fine doing that with the Brexit Party because I think we've reached a point where it's like. We need, we need Brexit to save the country, I believe. So if there's a, there's a party that stands for Brexit, number one, and I've, I haven't seen anything else out of the Brexit party apart from We Want Brexit. I haven't seen them say anything bad. I haven't seen them say anything that I would go, ooh, I don't agree with that. All I've seen them say is, we want out of the European Union. Um, and I'm fine to sign myself up to, yeah, that's what I believe in too, you know? Mm.
0: And how... W- <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe I'm asking this question. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what was the feedback <laughs> like when you stood on stage with Nigel Farage at the Brexit party? Instant.
2: Instant. I got my Twitter mentions. Everyone goes, Alistair's a racist. Look at the racist. Racist, racist, racist. You know, people that I used to be friends with taking photos of getting screen grabs of me with Nigel Farage and sending it around on Twitter saying Alistair's a racist and far right and this and that. Just overnight before you was all right and you was a decent and they might say hello to you, now you're a racist. And these people know that you're not racist. They know you're not racist. Mm. They don't care. You're on the other side now. It's time for your reputation to be destroyed. Mm. Uh, I also found
1: that with, with, with my contract as well, is you instantly find out who your friends are. Yeah. And you find out very quickly it's a lot fewer people than you right. thought. A lot fewer people than you thought. Well, it depends on uh, side you're on. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Louis Seeker has this great bit on it where, he, you know, when he, on his comeback, he goes, and the people who you want to be your friends, they're not your friends. <sighs> It's always the people supporting you, like, you're my friend. Oh, uh-huh.
1: <laughs> 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 well, You're on my side. Oh, come on. I really appreciate Francis lumping us yeah. in with Louis C.K. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, let's put about? that picture in people's heads. <laughs> thanks, yeah. Francis. Uh, Alistair, oh, Louis hilarious. C.K. Constantine, that's yeah, yeah, what you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, I did say this at the time. Ir- irrespective of what people's views are about Brexit or you or whatever... The the some of the bullying that went on and it was bullying the people saying they kicked you off a podcast all the shit it was just it was disgusting I don't think it's bullying
2: I don't think it's bullying it's like everyone's got a right everyone's got a right to run their own like people always say it's a private platform it's a private platform I don't own any comedy clubs mm. if they don't want to let me in their comedy clubs that's cool mm. and, and people say why don't you call them and why don't you blah 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 it's like no I'm not I don't want to mm. I don't want to be like oh please sir let me like no if you don't want to book me You've seen the work that I do. You've seen the response that I get from an audience. If you don't want to book me, okay, you must have other people that that can do what I can do. Fine. Okay, get them in. Get them in. But people are slowly starting to figure out, like, wait a minute, something's going on here in entertainment. Things are getting worse, aren't they? Mm. A blanket across the board. It's it's, because the soul is being crushed out of everything and it's obvious who's doing the crushing it's the people saying you can't say this you can't do that you can't joke about this you can't do that and all the while entertainment's getting worse and everyone's going to wonder why
0: and why do you think we, we, they do that why do you think they say you can't joke about this or you can't joke about that or all the rest of it
2: I just think it's um, comedy is British we've always been funny we've always had a laugh there's something quintessentially British about comedy well everything that's British is being flattened Every, everything that's British is being flattened and comedy is just one of those things like the flag, you can't love the cross of Saint George. That makes you a racist, right? You can't want to be independent from your union. That makes you a racist. Like everything, I think is just being everything that's British has being attacked. And comedy is one of those things.
0: And what do you think that is? What do you think they you know? I
2: think politics is moving further to the left. I think we'd all agree that politics is moving further to the left. If politics keeps moving to the left, at some point comedy dies. Like go to North Korea and open a comedy club. Mm. Let me know how that goes.
1: You know, you can't. I see. I don't know whether politics has gone to left. I actually, I think culture, culture. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what, what I, I was going to say. Yeah, culture has gone to massively to left. This is what I was going to ask you. There's a few of us now. You know, uh, Andrew Doyle, yeah. Titania, myself, Jeff, hmm. Francis, uh, Leo, Curse, yeah. Jeff yeah. Norcott. When I said Jeff, Jeff Norcott. There's a few of us who are uh, Dominic Frisbee as well. We are kind of anti woke. Right. Not all of us. I'm certainly not right-wing. I'm not conservative. I'm somewhere in the center. There's some old-school lefties like Andrew Doyle. Mm. Uh, There's some right-leaning people like Jeff Norcott. Uh, Where are you on that kind of spectrum? Are you just someone who hates all this woke shit, or do you have a political kind of more broader view about where you are on the spectrum?
2: I would say I was uh, a liberal if you ask me. Mm. I just believe that everyone's independent. Some people are good. Some people are bad. And it's up to you. You get to decide. That's it. right. But in terms of, like, um, I think it goes further. It's gone further now than the political spectrum. You know, that if you're left, you're right, you're this, you that. It's just like, with things like comedy, it's it's as simple as people are supposed to be allowed to say what they think. They're supposed to be allowed to do that. And if we're not allowed to do that anymore, can we at least be open about about that? You know, I feel like it's being sort of silently pushed down and no one's really yeah. saying anything about it and when I say I can't really do comedy anymore people's reaction is usually oh that can't be true you must be making it up Blah, blah. it's like I'm not even out here saying I want to be on this I want to be on the TV I don't care I don't care about my own career and entertainment like I think if you do still care about your career and entertainment like are you not seeing what's going on are you not paying attention like there's something way bigger going on I think it's people need to be honest about what's happening In terms of like, you know, (laughs) freedom of speech that we're supposed to have, Mm -hmm. comedians would be the first people to feel it, right? And you're getting email saying, "Sign this contract Mm -hmm. before you make people laugh." I mean, how many more red flags do these people want? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's it's funny because I think there's also a backlash happening. So all the people I listed right. y- and yourself, we all did had a great Edinburgh pretty much, right. right? We sold tickets. People came to see our shows. We got the political reviews that you'd expect. So The Guardian and some idiots slammed me. But right. other, other publications really liked it. And I guess we're in this kind of culture war and all of us have ended up on one side of it. And I I think that's why... I guess that's what you're talking about, is it feels like a lot of the people who control certainly the TV comedy and perhaps quite a lot of live comedy as well, they lean very much to one side. And the internet. And the internet. And Google and YouTube (laughs) and Facebook and Twitter. We know all about that, Right.
2: So it's quite all-encompassing, the the forces that are trying to hold it down. Hmm. It's like... It's insane. Like, the Burger King Brexit video was... Oh, it must have been, it was retweeted in my measures for six, seven days, two weeks. It couldn't, wasn't going to trend on Twitter. It would not trend anywhere on Twitter. It's like, but if you came up with a remain, oh, it would be number one, hottest thing ever. Like, the playing field isn't even anywhere. And, and I feel like, um, people like you and people like Jeff are the people that are winning that, are, that people want. The playing field isn't even. Mm. And people are still choosing mm. um, our side, if you like. I don't, I was a side of just having a laugh,
1: if you put it that way. <laughs> you know <what> I
2: mean? <laughs> and that's, so that's why I, mean, whose side yeah. I feel I'm on.
1: I'm yeah. On the side of joy. That is so weird now, isn't it? That, like, just believing in the fundamental principle of Western civilization, which is free speech, that's like a side now. Yeah. Like, mm. I, and I always say that's supposed to be the side that we're all on. Yeah. Because that's what this society is about. <laughs>
2: That's why we're having a good time. Yeah. Mm. It's a little, get a list of the countries that don't have free speech. Go through it and plan your holidays. Mm. <laughs> go on, go see which one of those you want to go for two weeks. Right? Yeah. You won't. Yeah, You won't. We've got to keep hold of it. Super important.
0: Do you think things are getting worse, Alistair?
2: Um, well, no. For the reasons Constantine said, yes and no. Yes and no. We're being, we think we're being cracked down on slightly harder but like you say i think there's a massive will of people that they don't want any more no one's stupid no one wants more control over what they say and what they think mm. now mm. No one's out there going, no, it's not like 1984 at all. No, 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 not at all. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. No one's saying that. Except in Brighton, man.
1: I did a a preview in Brighton. Oh, mate, I did a preview of my show in Brighton. (laughs) I did a preview of my show in Brighton. And at that point, I used to ask people, do you feel more scared to say what you think now than you did 10 years ago? And every other preview of my show I did anywhere else in the country... It was like, yeah, definitely. In Brighton, they all looked at me and went, no, mm-hmm. as, as if to go like, I'm not racist. I'm not. <laughs> oh, wow. So there, there is about probably, so the stats are, there's, there's some research on this, right. about 76% of people feel that per- political correctness has gone too far. Right. So there is a 24% okay. of people who are like, no, no, we need more of this.
0: Do you know what I'd wow. love to see? That Venn diagram with those people and vegans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just a circle, mate. Yeah, it's <laughs> just a circle. circle
0: absolutely yeah Um, no one's going right we need a laugh bring the vegans in i just
1: like to apologize to our vegan (laughs) subscribers and viewers (laughs) at this point we do actually have some people who go like can you please stop making fun of vegans we actually watch your show and like it we just don't want to kill animals that's all we just don't like brutality against another species it's nothing to do with our political views yeah we need more of those people Yeah. yeah
0: Right-wing
1: vegans. <laughs> <laughs> That's an Edinburgh show. Someone's yeah. writing that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right-wing vegan. Yeah. <laughs> Killed a Balloon. Too yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I take. It, I think you're absolutely right. In the, the the vast majority of people are fed up with this shit, yeah. and, and there's no question about that. There's, and and I think maybe in a way the reality is that you know I I, I whenever I talk to people about this I'm like well if you want to be the countercultural comedian who challenges the mainstream narrative by definition. Mm. You're going to take a beating. Yeah, you've taken a beating. I've taken a yeah. beating. Francis has taken All of us who are challenging the mainstream narrative are getting the, the lumps kicked out of us because we're doing what comedians are supposed to do. Right. And I guess, in a way, you hope then that the rewards for that, that come with that, which is you're saying what a lot of people are thinking but are afraid to say, will also come. And you've had, I would say, a very a tremendous amount of success with a YouTube channel. Thanks. Doing that. Yeah, do you feel that way? You happy with how it's going?
2: Yeah, I love, um, I love making videos now. Mm. Don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not sad about the way things have turned out. Mm. Um, I'm really enjoying it. It's actually, I'm enjoying it more than doing. It seems like you can do more. You know, like if you're doing comedy, how many people are in the comedy club? Like a couple of hundred. Mm. Well, it's going to take a long time mm. to change the way people think or to have any sort of effect that way, right? What you need to be effective then is for someone to. Film what you're doing, put it on TV, get get it in front of loads of people. Well, you could do all of those things yourself. So if you are a comedian sitting there going, "Oh, no one's helping me," it's like, what 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 do you need that you can't do yourself? You can, as long as you can find an audience somewhere, and you can, I presume, you can get a camera and you've got the internet. Well, then you you've got everything you need. So I think the days of comedians saying, "Oh, I don't have a career because no one let me have one," it's like you can get one yourself. Hmm. You just have to go and do it. Um and like you say, yeah, if you wanna go the way if you wanna go the unestablishment way, it's gonna be harder. But it's also quite hard to go on Channel Four or the BBC and write a programme that's funny, if you think <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. You know, you're gonna yeah. be on the tram lines. Yeah. Right? Think of a new way to say that Trump's a racist Gone, yeah.
0: yeah. Right. No, it's, it's all
2: been done, isn't it? Yeah.
0: No, it's completely all been done. And what I find always really, really interesting is how we. So, a lot of people and a lot of comedians look up to Bill Burr. Yeah. Or they look up to Chappelle. Or, you know, Carlin and all these people. But the moment somebody in the British establishment goes oh I don't agree with this I don't agree with that that's a the moment they all come down on them like a ton of bricks. right
2: mm. that does make me laugh mm. Yeah, when comedians in this country are like oh Chappelle's so amazing it's like if you wrote any of those <laughs> jokes in this country you would never work again <laughs> and you all know it oh you absolutely you all, know it. We all know it oh Chappelle oh, you wouldn't dare yeah. you, wouldn't, you won't even stand up for someone that tries to go in that direction and gets crushed so it's all very well applauding People making real jokes. We're not allowed to make real jokes. And no one's going to do anything about
0: it. I think the thing that summed it up beautifully was that tweet, which showed uh, the Hannah Gadsby, you know, right. <laughs> the, you know, the, 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 the rotten tomatoes rating from critic right. and then the audience, <laughs> <laughs> and matched it with a Chappelle. In fact, uh, Anton, if we can put it up on the screen, that would be great. Uh, that uh,
1: is that was just, so funny. Yeah,
0: uh. and it, and it's just like it's almost like the people who think that they set, you know, the te- the tastemakers, if you will are completely disconnected from what the real public want.
2: It's the opposite, isn't it? It's like upside-down world. It's yeah. like we're the best type of comedy is ones with no jokes, that are serious, that are about the worst stuff in the world. It's like, you've got all of that wrong. You've got, mm. Obviously, mm. like people, people want comedians that love to do comedy. Mm. Hannah Gadsby's like, I'm quitting comedy, it's terrible, it shouldn't be
1: allowed to happen best comedy show <laughs> <laughs> comes back next year with another show by the way right is it she, yeah she well, she did another show the next year okay. yeah, she quit comedy t- so hard she right. came back with another show
2: <laughs> she <laughs> fell right through the floor of comedy bounced back yeah <laughs> through the Australia and, and
1: somehow back she's back doing another wow. show it's almost like uh, she God. didn't mean to quit comedy
0: <laughs> um, you, you know what I like about that in, in her defence so she, she said I'm quitting comedy she got this show she made loads of money so you tell your boss you know what I'm fucking quitting oh here's your pay rise
2: yeah, anyway, <laughs> see you on Monday. <laughs> oh well, good for her. Bye.
0: Hello, guys. Hello, Fresh are our sponsors, and what Hello Fresh do is they help
1: you to cook delicious meals from scratch every single time. I got a delivery from HelloFresh this week because they sent us one to try it out. And honestly, I was genuinely quite amazed by how great it was because I thought it was this like mixture of food that's kind of semi-made, semi-made, semi-ready. It's a big unhealthy ingredient, stuff like that. It was actually just fresh ingredients that they teach you how to cook and put together. It's all there. And the thing is, like I've tried some of these recipes, I've made them, they're really, really good. I could even make the same stuff myself now because I've got the recipe. So you can actually just learn how to cook better stuff and different stuff. It was great. Do you reckon they could help me? They're not miracle workers, mate.
0: All right, chill out. Have you noticed there's no fucking Russian dishes on there, are there? There yeah. you go. Venezuela, cam-
1: either, to be honest. <laughs> but, uh, but just an empty plate.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, with somebody saying how socialism's brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, HelloFresh are offering trigonometry fans £60 of four boxes.
1: I really recommend it. Head over to hellofresh.co.uk, enter our special code, which is of course trigonometry, and start to enjoy delicious meals made from scratch by you. Uh, your YouTube channel is going very well. Uh, you're, you're doing great. You're putting some interesting content out. Um, you, what's happening with YouTube? Are you, are you are you at the point where now you're like starting to make some money from it? Is that going to help you make a living now going forward? Is that something you can live off?
2: Um. I'm not sure that the sub- subscribe star helps more than YouTube, to be honest. Pretty much all my videos are demonetized.
1: Like, welcome to the group. Yeah, bro. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It's almost like they don't want us talking about this stuff, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It's, um, well, to be fair, our last video was about ISIS. Yeah. I'm right. Not, I'm not sure that makes for good advertising. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It could be the swearing. Do they not like swearing? They yeah. love, swearing. They yeah, love but swearing. This is the thing. I was driving in because I'm a big fan of rap, right? right? And I was driving in today to do this interview, and I, I'm I'm watching, I'm listening to this YouTube stuff that my wife is putting on for mm. me because I'm asking her to do it, and it's all like gangster rap. It's like kill him, right. do this. The end drops, getting yeah. the end words <laughs> getting dropped every two seconds, and then suddenly an advert pops up, and I'm like, what? So when we talked to Andy Know about beaten up being beaten up by Antifa. That is not suitable for advertising. But talking about killing people to make money off drugs, oh that's fine. Yeah. You, let's advertise that. Of course. Let's let's send that to 15 year olds around the world. Right. To
0: be fair, they do make it insanely catchy.
1: Right. Well they would, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs>
2: they would, but, but you'd make a good point. Where is all the if 10, uh, ten, fifteen years ago, if I asked you for people that wrote love songs, you'd give me sixty names. Lionel Richie, Boys to Met, you'd reel them off. You'd give me give me four now. Give me five. Give me two. Like Adele, Ed Sheeran, blah, 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 blah. Right? We've taken away that whole genre and we've replaced it. Most music sounds the same now. It's exactly the same sort of, I've got loads of stuff, I've got loads of things, right? Got thing how many times do we have to listen to that yeah. song yeah. before we get bored of that song?
1: Do you know there's a machine now that can tell whether a song is going to be a hit? Right. Just It just analyzes the rhythm of it and that's, oh. that's it. That's all there is. We were talking yesterday about I played some of... Uh, Freddie Mercury live at Wembley.
2: On you know, the, watch the video. Watch the audience. Yeah, and look at the, how they're all in one. They're all sitting, they're having mm. a great time. You watch any concert now? It's, <laughs> like, it's such an obvious example of how life is being downgraded. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? Like less fun is being had. Guys, come on. Can we, can we notice now and just sort of turn it around the other way?
0: No, but it, it is true. You know, especially Instagram, and you know, and right. they, everything's being filmed for the gram. Everything, you're doing it for the likes. Do you
2: it's... wish you could get off Instagram?
0: Yeah. Right, yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah.
2: I'd love to throw my phone in a fish tank. Mm. Yeah.
0: See
1: you later. Go back to before we had them. I, yeah. I wish I could get off all social media. The yeah. only reason we do social media is our show. That's what I, I say. Could, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. My career, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, back in line.
0: Do you, do you think social media is actually making us more polarised?
1: It's
2: designed to. Mm. By design. And anyone can look this up. The people that created Facebook, Instagram, it's designed to make you isolated, to make you alone, to demoralize you. And it does exactly that. Like Instagram. <clears throat> you know, when you go onto your Instagram and there's an image at the top of your Instagram, right? But there's a thousand images your Instagram could show you. Mm. That's, it's, that's what Instagram wants you to think. That's what it wants you to think. And sometimes you refresh that image and it stays there. There's other images it could show you. But it's like, no, no, think about this. Sometimes the image it shows me, it makes me feel so sad. or so It's just it knows how to manipulate you as a person. Like, your phone has so much information on you. Google has so much information on you. Ridiculous amount of information on you. I'm sure they're having a great time. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, if Instagram makes you sad, it's it's by design. Can
0: you give me an example of,
2: like, like an image? Okay. I did a show... And uh, I call it the demoralizer. Mm. It's this gig in a pub. It's in the corner of a pub. You know, you, you have to, excuse me, everyone, can you yeah. please sit right? It's, you know the gig. Yeah. It's it's around the corner. <laughs> Half the people aren't paying attention. We it all know that hell. gig. Right. I've done it once before. And then I came back the second time. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to notice all the ways this gig tries to demoralize yeah. me. And I go in there and it's the same as it always is. It's horrible. And I come outside and um, I go on my Instagram. And the first image it shows me is another comedian that we all know supporting Bill Burr on tour in a stadium like this. <laughs> just at the moment when I was like, oh, what am I doing? It's just like,
0: da-da.
2: Because <laughs> I, I knew about the refresh. I refreshed it eight times. It was still on the front. Mm. I was laughing. Just so at the end, I was laughing. Just like, oh, how do you know? And I went outside, and the other comic, there's two comics, he was sitting there like this. I said, I bet you're you thinking about quitting comedy. He goes, how do you know that? I'm
1: like, that's the point. That's what this gig is. Mm. You know? Yeah. It's also about what gets clicks and hate mm. and anger right. are, are things that, the, the, because of the way the way our brains evolved and the way our brains are wired, hate, anger, and fear, they are the things that will always attract way more attention than love, than right. any of the good positive stuff. But it's like injuries. That, Sometimes
2: yeah. my Instagram shows me injuries. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: right. Football injuries. Right, or well,
2: someone yeah. is in hospital yeah. with a skin around. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to see this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't want to see this yeah. Instagram. You yeah. know who I am. Like, yeah. it's stuff like that that no one asked for, yeah. that's just sort of Trojan horse its way into your life now. And it's so hard to get rid of social media because everyone's got it. Mm. And you think, if I don't have it, how will I contact people?
0: Yeah. Now, here's a question. If you would you go into comedy again if you knew that everything that happened to you and the journey you would be on, would you do it?
2: I do feel sorry for, you know, comics that are starting now. Mm. And it's sort of, it's sort of like, like the circuit itself is so hard to make a living out of now. At least when we started, it was like, oh, well, when I get there, there'll be like nice gigs and there'll be yeah. money and I might be able to make a living. If you're starting now, you must be looking at the end post going, what? A, I can't even, even if I win, I can't make this happen.
0: Mm.
2: You know, like most of the gigs, or some of the gigs that used to be 400 people in London on Friday or Saturday are now 12 <laughs> right, and it's like, oh, when I started, I used to get on stage at these clubs and be like, oh, wow, there's 200 people, I'm doing it. Yeah. Right now, like even when you've got to that stage, now you're like, oh, it's 12 people and a cat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to me talking to people who've been going 15, 20 years because right. they're like, oh yeah, I did my first gig and then did another gig and then I got my paid 10 and paid 10 minute spot and I got paid 50 quid, and you're going nowadays a comic starting out now, they might not be paid for the first three years of their career. Oh, yeah.
0: If they're lucky. If they're yeah.
1: lucky. Yeah. I had to do a year of unpaid 10 spots on my first clubs in London.
2: I had to do a year of no money, 10 minutes for a year and that was fine. Other people, like, I can't believe you are doing that. I am like, I don't feel exploited at all. Like I'm somebody learning my craft mm. on a Friday and a Saturday yeah. night. I just don't think that that, that amount of stage time is there for young comics
1: anymore. And the thing as well is, in the context of what we're talking mm. about, which is hyper-wokeness and hypersensitivity, yeah. and I feel this, you know, we, we've all got career pro- progression that we want to get to. We yes. want to get to the bigger clubs and play mm. blah, blah, blah. If you do edgy stuff, or stuff that's perceived as being edgy, mm. that is a risk that you just can't afford to take in this hyper-competitive industry. Because yeah. if, if it goes wrong, right, France and I were talking about this before, most bookers in a comedy club, they prefer a guy who just or a woman who does seven out of ten every night. Guaranteed. Right. Never fails. Always seven. They would much prefer that to someone who's a six today and a ten tomorrow. Right. And if you if you try to take risks with your comedy, which a good comedian should mm. always do, you will sometimes end up being a six out of ten or a five out of ten you piss people off. How many times do you guys gig with me? Do you uh, reckon? Quite a few probably, yeah. Yeah. How many times have you
2: seen me? But well, that's get the thing, a is you're no, not an but, energy comedian. Seriously, ask the question. How many times is it? Have Never. you seen yeah. zero, right? Yeah.
0: I've always seen you do well. Yeah, right.
2: Exactly. I know so I know my where my level of competency is at. Yeah. And I know when I'm being removed from lists and I don't do that anymore, it's got nothing to do with my comedic ability i'm not talking about you no 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 but i what i'm saying is that i'm using myself as an example because i know hmm. i'm at i'm at the shows i've watched so i know that i'm being removed for reasons that aren't so i know that it happens to me so i know it must be happening to a lot of other people yeah um and I, so i don't i don't subscribe to the notion that if you're an edgy comic that, 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 that you're like more risky like the people you mentioned all the names that you mentioned like yourself jeff i don't see them have bad shows I don't see it. Mm. I see but people go, "Oh, wow, something different. This yeah, is awesome." That's like, you know, they're yeah, like, true. "Oh, how refreshing." Mm. Um, I don't see them but I see them get more from an audience because they realize like, "Oh, this
1: guy's this mm. guy isn't saying what he's mm. supposed to." Mm. You know? Yeah. People like they love it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I remember one time actually playing uh, in a London club and I was very new to at the time. Uh, and I, I had I have this bit about why we need a special Olympics for white people, and I, right. I really enjoyed doing it. Um, and after the gig, <laughs> <I get> already <laughs> after the gig, uh, a, a black police officer came up to me and it was like, "Oh, and you got to understand, this is a point where I've been going for like a year and a half. Right. I'm very new." Yeah. He goes, uh, "Where can I see you for an hour?" And this is ridiculous for someone who's been going that long, right? Oh, I see. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and So I totally get there is a certain group of people who really go, oh, that's different. I'll watch that. Right. But in terms of a booker, I do think a lot of people feel like, oh, well, let's not take a risk here. Let's not. Why would we have someone talking about a white guy talking about race when we can just have someone talking about the way his wife puts on tights or whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. You you don't agree, which is fine. No, no, I I guess so. It's
2: hard to get in the mind, it's hard to get in the mind of the bookers. Mm. But if you wanted to change the way comedy worked, that would be the class of people that you would infiltrate, wouldn't it? Mm. And you would make sure they all aligned in one political direction. Mm. And that the the booking was done based on that. I mean, let's, someone should look into it. Maybe there's (laughs) loads of right-wing comedy bookers. I don't know any, but maybe they're out there.
0: I think the people who dictate lineups inevitably are TV. Right. Because if you get on TV, then all of a sudden you bring cachet to the gig. Right. You bring cachet to the gig. You're more likely to get booked. For instance, there's a whole chain right. of London clubs where you can only get on yes. if you've done live at the Apollo.
2: Yeah. It's almost like that that group of bookers, and so they yeah. have to okay you, or yeah. you can't even get a voice, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And they're the ones and who have done, you know. And there's lots of comedians. Many of them are very, very good. Yes. And they all do exclusively pro remain material. Yep. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. No. But to the point where it's just like. This is just one voice.
2: But the the reason it's getting weird now is because no one really watches TV anymore. So it doesn't make as much sense as it used to. It used to be, well, you have to be on Live at the Apollo or blah, 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 blah. You have to be on the BBC. It's like, no one really watches that anymore. Like, it used to be you went on Live at the Apollo and it was like, boom.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you're all over the place.
2: I know comics now who say, oh, yeah, I went on there. I got a few thousand followers. That's it. Like It's all the same now. Like, it's not quite the... It's still great. But it's not, you know what I mean? It's yeah, not quite absolutely. the same. Yeah, it, that, that it's being downgraded, all of those things that we used to want.
1: Well, it's all about the internet now. And that's, yeah. that's the great thing about it is that like, people were coming up to me after my show in Edinburgh and going, well, thank, thank God for what you're doing, whatever. And, and I'm like, well, it's not really that brave when hmm. they're saying you're being really brave. It's not really that brave because, you know, 400 years ago, right. all of us would be burned at the stake. Yes. Right? Now... Uh, we've got our own YouTube shows. Do you know it's what coming. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it's not coming. quite as bad a
2: punishment. <laughs> We're not safe yet, man. Yeah. Um, right? Well, you know I know what, what you saying. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah absolutely.
1: Like yeah. we, the, the the antagonism that we get from certain quarters in some ways is a is a benefit.
0: It, it is a benefit, but I also think as well, it is detrimental to your mental health. In that, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I've when I've been doing this show, this is the loneliest I felt in comedy.
1: Right. That's only because you're sitting next to me. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah. I'm feeling it too. By the
0: way, you was talking about being burnt at the stake. I'm disappointed none of us made a gammon joke. But anyway, right, well, carry we've on. We've still got time. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, no, you're probably right. You're probably right. But like I'm telling you, if, if I'm right about phones and social media being designed to demoralise us, you would feel... The, maybe it's not just you maybe people who work in all kinds of jobs are like I'm oh, the loneliest I ever feel. like how would you know like everything's about mental health mm. you know it's that always like mental health mental mm-hmm. health mental mm-hmm. health mental. this was not the way 20 years ago no mm-hmm. one was uh, you know having these problems Like right? kids don't play on the street where I live when I used to be when I used to go and see my mum when I was a kid my mum and dad's house kids would be playing all over the place I said to my dad I said are kids ever playing because no like kids have stopped playing on the streets guys mm. Like there's a real problem with an overall level of, I don't know, sadness, loneliness. I think there was a statistic like the um, young people these days. When you ask them how many close friends you got, the average is zero. <laughs> close friends, the average is zero. I had like eight, nine, ten close friends. Like everyone did, I had eight, yeah. nine, ten close friends before. We had these phones that connect us to everyone, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to cheer up a bit, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a great comedian to have on. <laughs> yeah. This has
1: turned into a mental
2: health special. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks to the voice of Doom. This is what Alistair Shows are always like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come, on, let me cheer you up. <laughs> Let's <laughs> be fair,
0: this is what every groom room is Ooh, like. Uh, you know, it's comedians being miserable and depressed. Everybody yeah. on the other side is having a great
1: time. <laughs> Do you just call oh, it a groom room?
0: A green, yeah, a groom room. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That's, uh, that's I'm a bit different. I'm out. That,
1: that's more like a B. ABC green room. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> or well, certain comedians.
0: But anyway. <laughs> oh. uh. No, but you know, it's 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 a it's a it's a good point that you're making in that we do we have become disconnected. Big time. yeah this myth of connectivity and the fact oh we're more connected to everybody yeah. than we've ever been but in reality is we're not it's,
2: I think it was, uh, it was Elon Musk on Joe Rogan when he was yeah. saying it's a bandwidth thing he was saying if you th- we think we communicate with our thumbs now most of the time well there's only so much communicating you can get done with a the thumb yeah, yeah. there's a very small amount but it's even less than a typewriter yeah. it's less we we, we, communi- we think we're getting more but really it's less like If I'm talking to my girlfriend or something and she's like, oh, what happened last night on a text? And I'm like, I don't want to text you what happened because I'll skip all the details and all the stuff and I'll give you a short version because I can't be bothered. And most of your communication is with people by text. And you go on your WhatsApp and you've got six people to get back to. And if you don't get back to one of them, they're going to be mad at
1: you. So (laughs) it becomes admin, like, oh, God, friends, you know. (laughs) It's weird how differently conversations happen face to face versus online. Yeah, like there's so many people that I've had arguments with or disagreements with on social media, and then we meet up for a drink, and it's like, oh yeah. wait, we actually agree on everything. Uh, yes. You yeah. You know. Yeah. It, it's it's
2: a very combative medium. You can't get tone. You can't get um, you know all the readings. Like sitting here talking to you guys, I know that you, you, you're not attacking me in any way, and I can have a nice conversation with. you. If we are on. Twitter or something, you don't get any of those reads off mm-hmm. people, you just get their plain words. Yeah. And if you notice with Twitter, it very rarely solves anything. <laughs> no one ever goes, <laughs> oh yeah, oh, oh I'm with you. Yeah. It just yeah. goes backwards and forwards. It's a yeah. very combative medium.
0: It's almost, yeah, like you said, it's been designed that way, hasn't it?
2: Right. But on a positive side, like if you come up with a good piece of comedy, you can still use somewhere like Twitter and people will share it. So mm-hmm. these things that are built to keep us apart from each other can actually be used for positive means. You know, it's not all negative news. We're more connected now than we have been previously. It's just trying to get it on a more of a human level. Like talking to people on the phone, I've noticed I can't get a good connection to anyone on the phone. (laughs) You know, I can send you an HD video, but if I try and call you be like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm you know, save it private Ryan or something. I've got my nose like, hello, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) Someone's back. Yeah. So um yeah. I can't remember what we're talking about.
1: No, I was going to ask you what, what your plans are going forward. What do you see your career developing as? Are you going to start doing your own shows uh, to your own audience? Are you sticking with the YouTube for now?
2: I think I'm going, to stick, I'm going to keep doing my shows to my own audience. Like My show, How to Lose Weight and Be Less Racist, I think is a great show. <laughs> I think I can take that to other countries and places and people will be interested in that show. Um, and, <clears throat> that's my favourite thing to do with comedy is to research the topic, find out stuff about it and then try and make it funny so that people will sit through it. Like If you lecture people on what food to eat, they get bored quite quickly. If you can make it amusing, mm. it's a good way of getting information into people. Mm. So I still want to do that. But um, I do a live stream every night at about 10 o'clock where we just chat for two hours to people off- on my YouTube. And I enjoy doing that the most, I think. So I think I'm going to turn that into my own sort of nightly podcast, radio show. Mm. I don't know. Mm. It's not too serious where we just chat about what's going on. But I think that's what I'd like to do just have that little part of the internet where you can tune in every night and we just talk about what's going on and try and lift morale, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, Just um. like you've done in this interview. (laughs) Yes, of course,
0: yeah. (laughs) And and what do you think is going to be the future of comedy, Alistair? Uh, um, Where do you think it's going to go? Well,
2: Hopefully in the Dave Chappelle direction. Mm. Hopefully that is the foot in the door of like, no. We're not going down the way where we can't do it. Hopefully, that will snowball into everyone gets to do that again, where everyone again gets to go. No, no, no he was clearly lying. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Juicy small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a funny routine. Oh, oh, it was brilliant to watch, man. It was, but and that's that's what I think comedy needs: people at the, at the top of the pyramid to be like, "I got this. I'll take these guys on." Don't you like? People like us aren't going to do it. Mm. Yeah. They'll just crush us like an egg mm. and just keep stomping on.
1: You say that, though. I mean, obviously, we're nowhere near that, that level. But mm. you and I, I'm sure all of us, get a lot of messages from people going from newer comedians right. or other, or just other comedians. Some some comedians are way ahead of me going, well, I'm really glad you're talking about it because someone should. I'm really yeah. glad you're doing this because someone should. Mm. Uh, I, I'm sure you Overwhelmingly. get Overwhelmingly. When comedians meet
2: me in person, it's yeah. 99% positive. Yeah.
1: This is oh yeah, stick, yeah,
2: keep going. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, I need you publicly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of that to be fair. Yeah.
1: Uh, but you know, some people some people it's easy for us because it's like that quote I love from Fight Club, which yeah. is it's, it's only once you've lost everything that you're free to do anything. Hmm. It's easy for us because yeah. we don't have much to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've already got a huge career that you yes. that it's it's a it's, a, it's a harder thing to ask someone to do. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. I do totally understand because yeah, they've got a mortgage and they've got kids and 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 look in the, at, the, at the end of the day everybody's got their own decisions to make. But um, I, I know certainly when when I was getting a lot of flag, I appreciated some people who I can't name because they did not yeah. want to be public who were really supportive, big right. name people. Uh, didn't want and I asked them, do you want to say something about public?" And they were like, "I can't." Right, but they were they were helpful anyway, and yes. you know everybody's got their own role That's to nice. play. Mm. It was nice. Everybody's got their own to play on, on, role to play their own path to walk. I think people aren't
2: stupid. They look at what was happening to you and they go, "Well, that ain't good. Mm. I should help that guy." You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like that. I can see how that would be turned around on me later if I don't help this guy when it's happening to him now.
0: But yeah. Joe Brown came out in defensive you she, did. She, she did. She did. And look what happened to her.
1: Yeah, what happened to her? Did you not follow the whole acid mm-hmm. Nigel Farage? No, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And then they. You know, and then she got strung up later on.
1: Yeah. And oh. and all the same lefties who came out and said that I was a Nazi and all this shit, they were the same ones who were deeply upset about her being. Well,
2: see, I got a problem with, because around the time she said that, right, I'm being photographed standing next to Nigel Farage and people are sending around photographs of that going, this is who Alistair is. And then I turn on the BBC and she's like, hey, it'd be funny to throw acid at Nigel Farage. I'm like, I'm one step removed from this guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that joke. Mm. Yeah. That, throw throw mm. battery acid, hee, hee, he. It's like, no, I don't think that's funny at all. Mm. I think that's close to being illegal, to be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: you, like, you can't sort of name someone and be like, well, oh, maybe you should chuck acid. Well, she, didn't actually, him. she didn't actually name him,
1: to be fair. Right, but so, we all knew. Okay, No one was like, who does she mean? Well, that's interesting. So you think... <laughs> Uh, I don't know, I just want to clarify. Right. When you said it's close to being legal, are you joking or are you being serious? Well, like, this was around the time when people were getting milkshakes sure. chucked at. Chucked no, at I them. remember the people. Like,
2: some, and some people that I look at and I go, well, that's just a commentator from YouTube that is, has said nothing wrong, really, and he's getting milkshakes chucked at him. I don't like that. I think that's dangerous mm. for people to have milk because it's like a first step down the road. Yeah, 100%, of course we're yeah, totally. Yeah. And I felt like her joke was almost saying, like, well, if you want to throw battery acid, to, you know, Hey, hey, hey. It's like can we can we not I'm not saying it's a li- but can we not just I can't stand you can you can encourage people to go that way or you can say hey I know that we you don't can like people but let's not throw stuff at them. I'd rather we went in that direction. I agree know? with you. You know, well,
1: I, but equally I as a comedian I don't imagine you thought oh she should be being investigated by the police for this, <sighs> right? Well,
2: depend that's down to the police. I mean, the, from what I understand is you can't you can't openly incite to violence. I can't go on TV and say, I don't like this person mm. and maybe you should start throwing shit at them. But like, well, it was a joke, wasn't it? Right. But you and I both know you get in trouble for a joke. I, I was joking. The police, if the police come to see you for something you've said and you go, oh, I'm joking, they will literally go, I don't, I'm not here about that. It's not in the rules, it's not in the law. Hate speech, like, you know, speech that incites, they, that won't save you hmm. that yeah. you were joking. It wouldn't save me. Hmm. I wouldn't expect it to. Well, I'm getting that. Is uh, do you think that's how it should be? How do you mean? No. Do you, Right, you don't. But no, but I do think if you're inciting violence, I don't think you should be doing that. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I do not think you should be doing that. Even if you're joking, I think it's dangerous. Okay. If someone throws acid at one of these guys. No, no, of course. You know? It's but, well, but, not going to be but, hard to link, go, well, maybe, where do you find the idea? Well,
1: th- but It's but the you only see area of disagreement we've had so far, so <laughs> yeah. I, I'm curious to explore it <laughs> yeah. in, no, g- cool. in good old social media yeah. uh, style. Yeah. Uh, George Carlin. Right. He had a whole routine, which was called, here's a list of people who should be killed. Right. Right. Yeah. Bill Hicks. What's ha- on the list? Uh, I can't remember now. Mm-hmm. They're, they're all irrelevant right. now. Yeah. Um, Bill Hicks had a whole routine about how, if you're in marketing or advertising, kill, kill yourself. yourself. Right. And people <laughs> would laugh nervously and go, I'm not joking, kill yourself. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, I think comedians have always joked with these ideas, and I right. think it's dangerous to go down the path of saying, well, yeah, sure, it's a joke, but we're living in this kind of dangerous situation, therefore, I think comedians need to just, we I, I personally, this is my opinion, is we yeah. need to just stand as one whenever anyone comes after anyone who's a comedian for a joke that they told, whatever the joke is, right. to, to a large extent. Obviously, if they've gone out and just been overtly racist and stupid, yeah. that's a different thing, but... I thought it was a bad joke. I thought it was ill-advised in that context, but I defended her because right. I just think comedians should have the right to play with ideas, even if they make really bad mistakes.
2: Well, everyone's selfish, you know. just I guess because I was in a position where I was being photographed standing next to Nigel mm-hmm. Farage, and I felt like we was living in an atmosphere. It's like, yeah. let's start throwing more things. I'm like, hey, guess what? I'm not on that bus. Yeah. Like, you know, for mm-hmm. yeah. my own personal mm-hmm. safety. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, no, 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 no yeah, yeah, please stop her saying that. You, yeah. Just Maybe that's just me being yeah. selfish, but... Um, I never thought we'd get in I'd never thought we'd get in a scenario where it was coming to this level, you know I thought people would always solve things in a polite discourse kind of way. Does that make sense? yeah, I never yeah. thought we'd be saying like maybe we should be throwing stuff uh, <clears throat> it does always seem that um, it's always it does seem to be going one way if you know what i mean the the incitements to ramp it up all does seem to be coming from. The left, I don't see anyone on the right saying, let's ramp things up, you know, let's start throwing stuff.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I think especially in this country. In America, there is some evidence that... Um, there are some far-right violent groups as well. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think in this country, there's very little of that from what I've seen. Uh, like
2: Andy knows as, as an example. Well, yeah. yeah. It's like, how do you still think you're the good guys? You watch that video. It's like, <laughs> well, we've had a show Right, yeah. you're yeah. obviously, yeah. well, you know then. Yeah. It's like, I don't see the other side to that. I don't see gangs of people from the other side going around. Hey, where's someone we can hit? I, I haven't seen it. If it's happening, I haven't seen it. Um, but it, it is, does seem to be coming from the other side. Hmm. And they're not shy about it. They'll tell you, yeah, that's what we're doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, we're yeah, finding people to with, with us, yeah. and we're going to rough them up. It's like,
2: huh? Oh, and you're the
1: anti-vagis. <laughs> 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 it's like, what? You take that video of Andy being beaten up, and you go, okay, there's a there's a tiny little guy here, and then there's a bunch of black-clad people with helmets and bats. Okay. Let's work out which one of those may be the fascists. (laughs) Uh, Is it the little guy being beaten for being a journalist or is it the guys who are trying to stop him from reporting on what's happening? But what happens if he's got the wrong ideas? Well, that's the point. (laughs) Actually, it was a
2: a Tim Paul video on that that I saw where... um, Andy was coming out and saying he was describing Antifa as a terrorist or and this and all these horrible names. And Tim Paul was defending me saying, well, I think that's a little over exaggerated. I'm like, yeah, because they haven't hit you in the head with yeah. a pipe. Mm. Like, that's what I mean. That changes your perspective on yeah. it. When all of a sudden there's a gang of people attacking you, your perspective changes to, oh no, no, no. this is, this is coming from that yeah. side. I've, I've got a brain injury. Mm. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It starts to become practical.
0: Mm. Yeah, it does indeed. Rather than theory. And I think we've we've actually come to the end. now. Yeah, the brain injury bit is a really good ending. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm such a ray of sunshine. <laughs> Let's be fair. Surprise,
2: I'm not on more things.
0: <laughs> Most comedians have some degree of brain injury. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it, would you? Yeah, really? Obviously. Let's be fair. Obviously. Either physical or mental. Right. But we. Oh, I all just d- have
1: to share my talents with the world. Mate. <laughs> um, uh, yes. Final question. Final question. What is the one thing that we're talking? About? We're not talking oh, about. right. I'll, I'll do the final question from the- now on, mate. <laughs> <that> <laughs> Listen, the amount of
0: times he fucks up the intro, I stumble once. He's like, "No, I've got to do it now. i never I take control of everything. Everything is in charge."
1: Well, why is he doing a Spanish accent? I have, I have no really idea. idea. In the I no, it's like a
2: Jamaican was in the room. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. <laughs> well, I'm, you can't say that. I'm a white man doing <laughs> a Jamaican accent. I'm definitely cancelled. Right. I'm already okay. cancelled. So, what is the one thing that we're not talking about as a society that we really should be talking about? Um.
2: Just in general terms, just the, the general decline of morality. You know what I mean? Mm. The general just overall decline in morality, right? People don't treat each other as nice or as well or as decently as they used to. Mm. And I think it's because, you know, that, that side of our nature is not being pushed to the front. You know, we've always been told how different we are and how saying this is wrong and saying this. I watched a video yesterday on how saying the word guys is offensive. Like, literally, they're trying to program people. Like, if you said, guys, you're a bad person, you need to go and have a word with yourself. It's like, we can't live in this world. There's too many traps to fall into. Right? And I think, I think the people doing that sort of thing, I think they know that it's wrong. I don't think they're trying to help anymore. I think they're deliberately trying to make everyone feel like they're a bad person, and I don't think you are, especially not if you said the word guys, you know?
1: <laughs> well, on that happy note. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's all no, good, man. No, it's, fine, it's uh, fine. Alistair, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you online on all these horrible social media oh, platforms?
2: Oh, um, my YouTube channel, please. Uh, it's uh, Alistair Williams, uh comedian. Or if you want to just search Brexit Burger King that should find you to me as well because it's quite difficult to search for me on social media but yeah Alistair Williams Comedian YouTube channel is where I'd like you to go
1: yeah and check out Alistair's Twitter as well Uh, (sighs) as always uh, follow us on all the social media as well at TriggerPod and that's pretty much it leave us a nice iTunes review if you can and we will see you in a week from now with another brilliant episode
0: thanks a lot guys see you next week bye bye